Hello, and welcome to Nose to Nose, the podcast about frills. Two, two guys with big noses, right? We make this joke every time. What are we actually about, Michael, besides making fun of our noses? We're about uh, two different viewpoints on the same, same subject. Two generational viewpoints on the same subject. Yes, you, you might say that. Considering you're in your 20s and I'm in my uh, it's, 70s. Uh, ooh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to fib on that one. You're like a typewriter and I'm like a, com- like a MacBook computer. You don't even know what a typewriter is. For you God's still sake. use a damn Android, so uh, I, I, I I do. I like my Android. If you use Android, I'm not hating on you, but just just be better. I like Android. And I also like AOL, and I'm not leaving AOL. Like, what can I say? I'm used to it. You get you get stuck in your ways. You're, you're the reason that people get hacked. You send people AOL emails, and they're like, mm, "This sounds like a virus." So, you're like that virus in China. But with AOL. Did you see what it's from? Did you see the latest and what it's from? It's from bat soup. Is that what they concluded? That's what, that's what I got a thing from China today. From well, apparently, I got a hack today from China. Well, Chinese New Year bat soup is is this weekend, isn't it? I don't know when it is. Twenty six. Apparently, all the cities are like closed down. Yeah. I saw on Twitter today that they had a quarantined city that their people were trying to leave, and they're like, no, 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 no. Well, bat as B A T. Bat soup is a delicacy. And um, so they claim this latest report claims that it's from and bat soup is very popular during the holiday, and this is the holiday. They keep eating unvaccinated animals. Anyways, so what do you want to talk about today? Today we're going to talk about um, HIV and AIDS. Okay, so I've gone through all of that with all my friends, so I suppose I'm an expert on it, right? And you, you want to be an expert well, you, on it? Well, I, I don't want to be an expert on it, but I definitely want. Not to catch it. <laughs> well, I don't, well, yeah. No one wants to catch HIV or AIDS or yeah. HIV. But anyways, uh, you lived through the AIDS crisis of the, was it the 80s? Yeah, late 70s and the 80s. It begins uh, in the late 70s. We didn't know since, remember, I'm in show business. So I can make the list of theater, people in theater and film and, and authors and all that are friends of mine that all died. Or got sick and then died, and it, the, I noticed this started happening in the late '70s because it didn't have a name at that time. In the '80s, it suddenly came up with a name called AIDS. But uh, I started noticing people, shall we say, disappearing and dying, and I'm going to too many funerals of young people. And so yes, I'm I'm becoming conscious of AIDS. Um, you have yet to experience this. Uh, well, I hope I don't loss ever. loss of friends through this disease. Well, because uh, you've got miraculous ways of curing it, right? Or yeah, the work of the previous generation has definitely paved the way for <clears throat> our generation and the decrease in the transmission of HIV, which turns into AIDS. So not nowadays, a lot of people. There's, there's two combinations, and it's twofold. The people that do get HIV have medication to control the HIV so that it doesn't become AIDS. Then there's also the people that have PrEP and Truvada that prevent them from getting AIDS. And that has definitely helped decrease the transmission. And I guess throughout the generations, as the medicine and the technology has gotten better, it's definitely become less and less of an issue, but 
one that shouldn't not be talked about? Well, no, no, of course. But since you brought up the subject, I asked you to look at a couple of films because, you know, all I care about are movies, not reality, not life. Uh, life is, movies is life for me. So I wanted you to see how Hollywood handled AIDS, good or bad, and uh, a couple examples that are worth noting if, you, if you're not exposed to the disease. Hollywood eyes, you'd go to Philadelphia where Tom Hanks got an Oscar for a, a young man, a young lawyer dying of AIDS. Or you'd go to something more realistic uh, like Angels in America, which I asked you to watch also, the play and the film which is a, a reality of, of it all. Um, what did you think of Angels in America, by the way? Uh, which, which shows you a, a few examples of people, relationships that are broken apart because the partner cannot handle his partner dying. And he walks away and leaves him, which is a, a, a common syndrome in, the, in the, the gay world. Then you had, you had a straight girl and her husband the Mormon who is trying to figure out his life. And then you have what happens with, as in Al Pacino's case, uh, Roy Cohn, a famous lawyer who's dying of AIDS. And you actually f see the most realistic dying of AIDS I've ever seen in a movie with, with Roy Cohn. Anyway, what do you think of Angel of America? So I'll, ex I'll explain two different thought patterns I had of the movie. First thought about the movie. It's six hours, I is know. Is that it is six hours. <laughs> I don't mind that it's six hours, but for the general public and most human beings with things to do, mm. watching a six-hour movie, a little unnecessary. But I happen to have found it on Amazon Prime, where I got to watch it in what they did was hour increments, so they became mm -hmm. almost like episodes of a TV show. Mm -hmm. I broke it up within three days. Not too bad, but I definitely can understand if you were to tell someone to watch Angels in America and they had the movie version... Mm -hmm. And they saw that this shit was six hours long, that they would be like, um, sir, I don't think I have the time nor the patience to watch the movie. But on the other end, the movie is very well done. It, I think, really does need those six hours to really play the movie out in terms of the dream sequences, in terms of getting each of the characters their own time with different characters so for example mm -hmm. all of the characters meet and they each have their own storyline and they all intersect and they get to have mm -hmm. at least 5 to 25 minutes of interaction where we see them going back and forth and it's even longer than that because the movie's mm -hmm. 6 hours but you know you said the dream sequences that's the interesting thing about AIDS it's those are dementia dementia sequences and they're handled beautifully as I've watched people go through dementia um, they seem like dream sequences to you, but they're really happening to these folks, and they're, but they're so creative. The the scenes. Well, I had not any idea that when you have AIDS, that you get dementia. You're the one who told me about that. Well, since I've, I've watched so many people go through it, uh, dementia comes along with with the medication. It seems. Oh, so the side effect of taking AIDS medication is dementia. Well, and hallucinations in, of the wazoo. In these films and angels, AZT is just coming, coming out. It isn't. They're just trying, like in cases of friends that I know that were dying in the late seventies, early seven, early eighties, 
they didn't have any medication. They were just trying everything possible since they considered it was cancer, pneumonia, and everything. They just try endless amounts of things on you, like a guinea pig. I remember one friend, uh, he made Time Magazine because uh, the doctor decided, well, why don't I remove all of your blood and boil it and put it back in you, and that way I'll kill, kill the disease. What type of medieval shit is that? Well... It saved the guy for about a week. He was perfectly clean and great. He died the next week. Oh man! That he, hey, he made time. So he, made, he made Time Magazine, and it's a, it's a. I think it's a logical idea. Why not experiment with getting rid of, boiling it out, killing it, and putting new, putting new blood. In Philadelphia, when you have Tom Hanks go through this, he has a, a great episode of suddenly being very healthy, and they say, "Hey, what happened?" He said, "I just had my blood changed today, and I feel great." Well. Oh man, that's a gangster, gangster feeling. But mm, yeah. it, it makes me cringe. So I watched Philadelphia again, which I hadn't seen in twenty years. So you have Tom Hanks is a fine young lawyer at a big law firm, and um, he's he's coming down with AIDS, and the lesions are starting to show in his face, and some of his lawyer partners are just saying, "Hey, what's that?" He said, oh, "I just got hit by a racquetball or something." But then they become a bit more suspicious, but their suspicion is all homophobia. In fact, the film is basically a study of homophobia as well as AIDS. Denzel Washington becomes his attorney and does the case and tries to show that there's more to this than just the AIDS. It's worth, worth taking a look at. I'm not sold on it because I, I'm, not a, I'm not sold on Tom Hanks as, a, as the new Jimmy Stewart actor in life. I prefer Jimmy Stewart. Over Tom Hanks? Yeah. In general as an actor, or are you talking about just in this type as, of movie? As an actor, yeah. I think I think the plan, Tom Hanks' plan in life is always to become the new Jimmy Stewart, but I don't buy it. I don't buy it. He doesn't have the heart and the humanity. Oh, give He's it, a fine actor. I'll give it up. Jimmy Stewart is dead. Yes, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Give up the hopes and dreams, not coming back, damn it. We got Tom Hanks and Oh God, yeah. He played Mr. Rogers. I don't I don't know anything about Mr. Rogers, so sorry about that. There are a couple other AIDS films that are worth seeing or approaches. Uh, American independent film called Long Time Companions, which is a cheapy uh let's say gay bunch of gay guys go to Fire Island and suddenly their parties are broken up and their friendships are broken up by some of them not coming back next year. And it slowly comes to the thought that, gee, how come, they did, how come Joe didn't come back last year? How come Mike didn't come back last year? And of course you find out each one dies. For those who don't know what Fire Island is, Fire what, Island, I, what do I know? What is Fire Island? Fire Island is a string. Uh, it's not really an island. It's like a strip of land by the Hamptons where all the gay people for that side of the East Coast go to party and get crunk as the youth say okay i don't know i've never been but i definitely would enjoy to see what it's like i actually never been to the hamptons so i definitely want to go and check you can't, it out you, you can't afford to go to the hamptons no, not yet. to get a job till you get a real job also i don't know the hamptons of all the places i can go vacation in the world why the hamptons but i digress then another another strong aids film is called um is it parting glances? That's a tough, a tough re- reality Hollywood version. But Philadelphia is the only one that really made it in the in the in the big books as the film 
Jonathan Demme directed it. It's a bit small seat, and it's got a, a movie, a soundtrack that just telegraphs everything. So I'm not that fond of the film. Angels in America, to me, is is the piece. And to think it's done by a, a comedian, director. Remember, you like comedy. Mike Nichols is an incredible director and comedian. Isn't he from Chicago? He had roots in Chicago, Elaine May, Mike Nichols. Yeah, I don't know if he's actually from Chicago, but they went to the University of Chicago. Shout out to Chicago. They they claim there's some Second City touch to it, but I'm not sure. They had the Compass Players out at University of Chicago, which I think is what they formed. But Mike Nichols ended up being a fine, fine director of pretty good stuff. And Angels of America is something I highly recommend that you see what's the bottom line of that film did you go all the way through it did you make it to the end so I did make it to the end in like an hour ago so what are you left with what is your feeling what are you left with after Angels in America well the Mormon boy which was the hottest one in the film <laughs> uh, what the hell happened to him I don't know what his storyline kind of didn't really resolve he just got on the subway and disappeared or something his wife got on a plane took a whole Valium a whole filled dosage pill bottle of Valium and got on a plane to San Francisco and then the the guy didn't die of AIDS yet and they all became friends well keep in mind the guy didn't die of AIDS yet because the Al Pacino character the Roy Cohn had so much money he was able to stash and get AZT before anybody else could get in the and the nurse, after Al dies, steals it and gives it to the kid. So the kid will survive. No, I really no. enjoyed that nurse's performance. What is that guy's name? I don't know. African-American. He's very popular. And we've been honored him at the Chicago Film Festival. I cannot think of his name. It's not Terrence Howard, but it's... Um... Terrence Howard's an empire. Yes, yes, yes. Anyways. I mean, you, you, had, you had the couple... The two guys did get back together again at the end, didn't they? No, they didn't get back together. They, they just were friends. They became friends. Okay, they, they were could not lovers. get back. Yeah. They could not get but back. But they were together. also hanging out with the Mormon dude's mom. Right. Yeah, that was a. The ending of the movie basically concludes that if you have some sort of disease, people may take pity on you because in real life. You probably wouldn't hang out with your ex-lover's ex-lover's mom. Mormon mom who doesn't even accept. The... Yeah, it's a little high. It's a little, a little bit of a stretch, but nonetheless, a appreciated ending. So today you all have this uh, new drug, Truvada. Truvada, which to me sounds like a hotel reservation service called... It's called Trivago. So I'm going to take the wrong thing, obviously. (laughs) I took my Trivago today. (laughs) So this is called PrEP. I'm not sure why they call it PrEP, but they call it PrEP. And it has a lot of side effects. So people wanting to play around a lot, they feel they are invincible with this new pill, correct? Yes. In terms of getting AIDS, you can still get anything else from not using condoms filmmakers tip of the day use condoms <laughs> it's not hard right well no pun intended anyways what can i say the the, the side effects uh, are they worth the side effects 
the pill has a is a kidney kidney or liver uh, warning on it. Well, what's worse? And bone and bone. Like, well, that's a side effect that not everyone gets. I know people that are on prep or that have been on prep and nothing is happening. Allegedly, they tell me because you have to get your blood tested every three months. Okay. All I know is what when I hear about the side effects, I I, I doubt that it's worth playing with. Um, well, I would disagree not personally but i would disagree on a large scale because i'm sure there are people who don't have side effects and the people that don't have side effects help not spread hiv and we don't any longer have an epidemic of hiv so it's doing its job it's kind of like irradiating irradiating eradicating polio but without a shot I don't. I don't know any the stats right now on uh, if we have less or more cases of AIDS or HIV in, in Chicago since we're in Chicago, uh, in the gay or straight community. Uh, but this this pill certainly seems to be a popular thing to prevent it all. So it seems. Um, you know, in my history of dealing with people in the arts and directors, I mean one year. Back in about 81, 82, I was in London looking for films for Chicago Film Festival and visited a, a film historian, film critic who was definitely sick. But the, another word that comes in with when you deal with AIDS is called denial. And I knew this guy was sick, but I wasn't really sure with what. And I saw him a couple times in London because he was helping me in a film project. And I thought, how are you? Oh, you know, I'm fine. He's doubling up in pain. I'm watching this and I'm watching the color of his skin. I said, this guy's got AIDS. It was a year later that he did die, but he was in total denial to the day he died. And um, two Ds come with, with AIDS. It's, that's dementia and denial, depending how you play it. A list of filmmakers that have come through Chicago, so many talented directors. Uh, I'm from Israel, Amos, Amos Goodman, such a talented kid. And and he died a few late years later of AIDS back in Israel. German directors and French directors. God, the list goes on. And and once one day I made a list. I made a list, and I was traveling somewhere. And I started making the list of people that I know internationally, or back home. And it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I looked at it, and I thought, my God, I knew all these people. And I just crushed the piece of paper up and threw it away, thinking, I don't want to deal with this. Well, the work that your generation did set the way for my generation because I've thought about that. And as of right now, I don't actively know anyone with HIV. Right. At your age? Yeah, probably not. That's not to say that at some point I'll not meet someone with HIV. I probably might know someone with HIV that hasn't said anything. Also, I don't really give a shit if they have HIV or not. It's not my problem, but it would be an interesting thing to know to have conversations about it, but... Well, obviously on your mind, or we wouldn't be talking about it today. Yeah. I think it should be on everyone's mind, regardless of who you are. It's not something that should be thought of as extinct or as no longer being an issue Hmm. until there is a 100% eradication, which probably will never happen because of the lack of distribution of medical treatments to people around the world to do something like that. But until then... Until then, I suggest taking bat soup. Uh, yeah, bat soup is the bat soup bat is soup the is cure. The, bat soup is the move, people. That, that is that is today's it's today's cure. Yeah, 
One filmmaker's tip that I want to say before we get out of here for future directors that are going to do LGBT movies for the love of God. Stop portraying gay sex without lubricant. That is not how that goes. Trying to use no lubricant is like trying to start a fire in the woods. It's not happening and it's not sensual. And I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) I'll go back to bat soup. I think think, uh, (laughs) I'll stick with bat soup for a while. Okay, well, we'll talk. Remember, if you want to email us, we have an email at nose to nose podcast at gmail.com. Anything else, Michael, that we should. Well, next time we're going to talk about war, war movies, and war. 1917. And war. Go watch it. All right, guys, have a good day. Michael? Take care. Goodbye.